You want to be snuggled, people? You want to be snuggled. This is The Greg Cody Show with Greg Cody. Pardon it. Here's your host, Greg Cody. Got cat vomit all over my paperwork here. <laughs> Seriously. Look at You think I'm kidding? Ugh. Look at The, the cat literally has vomited on all my Lisa Van Arsdale notes. The snuggler has been vomited on. Professional snuggler vomited on by a cat. Welcome to the Greg Cody Show, everybody. That's how uh, my dad's studio is. Most people are in a professional setup, and uh, Greg Cody's notepad is covered with cat vomit. It really is. Uh, I have the world's worst cat. He's vomited all over my paperwork. Two pieces of paper here are covered with brown mung, and it's a terrible thing. But we're gonna um, we're gonna tough through it, ladies and gentlemen. You've uh, you've reached the Greg Cody show with Greg Cody and Chris Cody. And oh, uh, an it's a big one today. Have. It's a oh. big one today. <laughs> Tell me about it. I mean, maybe the biggest. Get comfortable if you catch my drift. Yes. Maybe cozy. Yes. Maybe cozy on up to somebody. Exactly. Yeah. Should we say? Who's on today? Because it's exciting. Let's all snuggle with someone while we listen to this. Like I, I'm not snuggling with anyone while I record it. Neither is my dad. But I want if you're listening to this right now, go on and snuggle up next to somebody. And, you know, two ears for the price of one. What? That makes sense. Christopher looks like he wants to snuggle because he's not wearing a shirt, which is yeah, really this is weird. I'm shirtless in the Zoom. So since the Zoom only stops at my shoulders, it looks like I'm completely nude doing this it, podcast. It really does. Um, luckily, I'm wearing enough clothes for both of us. Which is a great visual for everyone listening. So I'm glad we uh, made note of that since nobody would have ever known that I was shirtless unless you just brought it up right there. Yeah, no, it's a terrible thing. But anyway, <coughs> <coughs> pardon me. I've been so much better with my coughing lately. I really have. Oh. Uh, I'm, I'm being serious here. I've, okay. I've been so much better. And, and there I go coughing. Please take that out. But nope. our, uh, our main guest today is Lisa Van Arsdale, who is, yes, you've heard it. You've heard the rumors. She's a professional snuggler. Well, it's not rumors. We, we tweeted it out yesterday from the show. That's a, that's, a, that's a valid point. So what we tweeted is the truth. We have a professional snuggler on. And it's great because, you know, she's you know, sort of famous in a way that we'll get into and uh you know, she's also uh, a snuggler at a time when we're all supposed to be six feet apart. So that's sort of an interesting occupation to be in. Mm-hmm. And, um, uh, you know, I was on um, uh, Stu Potity, Stu Gotts's podcast uh, a few days ago, and I interviewed him. And we're going to play uh, a little excerpt from that, which is interesting. But um, well, not for the people that listen to Stu Potty already. Oh, yeah. But, uh, you know, we're going to pick just the right for that niche audience that's just tuning in for the Greg Cody show. We have some unheard stupidity. Zagaki. <laughs> but um, should we start off with the fact that the Dolphins just traded for Deshaun Watson or don't don't, like... don't you play with me? Don't you play with me? I wonder I, mean... I wonder where you think I'm going to go with this story, because like I've been getting tweeted a lot like people want to know, Chris, what do you think of this rumor? And uh, I want to know what you think, and I want you to kind of guess where you think I'm at, where I am on it. Well, here's the weird thing, okay? You all know that uh, that I'm pro Tua. Uh, the the, one of the last, Exactly. One of the last columns I wrote in the Miami Herald was, hey, the fact the Dolphins have recommitted publicly to Tua is a good thing. Looks like we no. got a butt coming, folks. Looks well, like we got a butt coming. 
we got a butt coming. I'm, you know, I, I eat butt I, all I, the time. And all right, I love this butt as well. I'll take a big bite out of this butt. Okay, because here's the thing, Deshaun Watson. Okay, when you factor age, you could make an argument that other than Patrick Mahomes, Deshaun Watson mm-hmm. is the best quarterback in football. When you mm-hmm. factor in a, you know, you you might, you know, Josh Allen maybe. I mean, there are other candidates, but for my money, in Deshaun Watson, Aaron you know, Rodgers pretty good too. But again, I'm factoring in age here. Right, that's true. I'm factoring in who's your quarterback of the future. So I'm eliminating the old you. guys. You're okay. Right. So Deshaun Watson is 25 years old. Oh. Uh, he just led the league in passing yards. I mean, he's like really good. He's obviously a dual threat. Uh, yes, in a minute, I would trade Tua and the third round, the, the, the number three overall draft pick, which is from Houston. Uh, I would trade Tua and that draft pick to the Texans for Deshaun Watson. Yes, I would. It and, doesn't mean I'm giving up on Tua. Oh, uh, here we it go. Means, back, it, no, it just means Deshaun Watson is that special. And this, ladies and gentlemen, is why I'm shirtless. Because ever since I saw this report, I haven't stopped touching my nipples. No, seriously. I am excited. <laughs> like, <laughs> of course. Wow. I've, I, I agree with you. I mean, is, isn't it obvious? Like, I feel like what you just said is spot on. Deshaun Watson is amazing. A Dolphin fan can want Deshaun Watson and still think two is going to be a really good quarterback. Like, right. Exactly. Not, and like, I, I hate to agree with you 100%, but yes, the idea of getting Deshaun Watson is insanely exciting. Like, I, I, this, like there's not going to be differentiating opinion on this, right? Like, I mean, may, maybe, but I would gladly. There's, there's Dolphin fan. Like, what? Show me a Dolphin fan that after that year, like, even if you were high on Tua, I was somebody that wasn't like, I, I didn't crush Tua. I was fine with Tua this year. I think that he right. can obviously get better, but yeah, Deshaun Watson all day. I, I consider myself a Tua defender because I think he got far too much criticism. But, you know, the simple fact is uh, with Tua, you don't know yet. It's a question mark. Uh, right. You can be hopeful. You can be optimistic. Deshaun Watson has proven himself for what, three or four years now in the NFL. And they just took away his best receiver. All right. They traded which is one of the many reasons he wants the hell out of Houston. They trade his best receiver by far an elite receiver to Arizona. What does he do? He says, bleep you. I'm going to lead the effing league in passing yardage with no great receivers because even his second best receiver missed a lot of time with COVID and all that. So uh, Deshaun Watson has proven uh, himself. What you hope to becomes Deshaun Watson is. Okay, so we've solved the Dolphins' problems. I mean, um, oh man, it'd just be, it'd be so good if we got him. Yeah. No, I uh, love you too, though. Love you too. If you we don't know. get him, still love you. It's like we're trying, yeah, we're, we're doing, we're playing a, a naughty game. Yeah. Like we're yeah, in a marriage yeah. with Tua, but we're like in a text message and we're like, would you like to go on a date with me if I was single? Right, exactly. And he's like, yep. And so now we're, we're with the decision. Oh my God, there's somebody out there that wants to date me. But I have this marriage. It's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's an early marriage. We're in the first year of marriage. It could just be that first year. You know, the first year they say is the toughest in marriage sometimes because you're, you're adjusting. So we're, that, we're at that spot where we're like, do I want to, I, I can't be a divorced person. I need to stay in this marriage. Where, but we're looking across the aisle and we're like, oh my God, there's somebody there that wants to date me and they're really good. We know that they're a good spouse. Yes, you trade for Deshaun Watson. Okay, let's wrap that up. Now, um, 
Anything else about the playoffs? Because not a, not a lot of upsets so far, except for Rams over Seattle, which Greg Cody in the Miami Hill predicted that upset, by the way, not to brag. I, but, uh, um, I do appreciate you saying that there's not a lot of upsets when we are currently in the middle of a game that there could be an upset that we're not going to have the result of and a game tonight that we're not going to have a result of. So if true. there's upsets in those games, this is going to sound real fresh, this material. So I right. appreciate that. You know what? If the Bears upset New Orleans, I will hitchhike from here to Chicago. Wow. Um, anything on Alabama, Ohio State, because they play Monday night. Um, I have to write about the game. Not that interested in it, particularly because I think Alabama is going to win handily. What do you think? Anything? I think that, you know, we should do a preview for the people that listen on Mondays. And we should do a reaction for the people that listen on Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and Thursdays. So let's do our preview. Oh, I think that um, I think Alabama wins. I uh, I do think Justin Fields is the best player probably in the game. Actually, Devonta Smith's pretty good, but yeah, I, I I'm gonna go with. I think I've seen like these two teams play like twice all season, but I'm gonna go with Alabama. Yeah, the best player in the game to me is Devonta Smith. That that's no big statement because he just won the Heisman. But and also, if this whole Deshaun Watson to Miami trade doesn't happen, I think Devonta Smith clearly is who they have to take with that number three overall pick. But uh, we're an offensive lineman. I, I know, I know that that's crazy to say that. Like we've done it, we've been down this path, but that really is what I feel like Tua needs the most. Tua needs time. Right. I, I agree with that. But the the one clear top five offensive lineman, the the Penay Suell or whatever his name is, uh, I'm sorry if I'm mispronouncing it. He's definitely going to go number two, I think. But my prediction is is uh, Alabama fairly heartily, and uh, it's okay. something about. And I know it's not their fault. It's COVID. It's not their fault. But something about a team that just played six or seven games winning a national championship just doesn't seem quite right and, to me. And I think beating it, Clemson bad doesn't change that opinion. Because that was that was fine with that opinion going into the Clemson game. But they destroyed Clemson. Oh, they did. And, and good for them. And I'm glad they're in the final, whatever. But uh, I think that kind of proved the point. It's like maybe they won't beat Alabama, but yeah, they deserve to be here. Clemson's <laughs> yeah, been I, like the best team for like five straight years. Right, they have. But I, I think if you have two teams in the championship game and one of them has played a full season and one hasn't, that sort of tips the scales for me. If you don't have a betting interest or you know you're not an alum of one school or the other. All right, now let's uh, react to it for the people listening on Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and Thursdays. What <laughs> a game! I mean, touchdowns and offense and rushes and reverses and penalty flags and Nick Saban losing his mind. Like, do you, like, what would you think? Yeah, who won again? I can't remember. Well, then, no, that, that's <laughs> obvious who won. It was just. It's incre- it's great. It's obvious who won, yeah, but was- just the game, like the moment, like you had to be there. There weren't, there weren't that many people there, but you had to be there. Yeah. Those uh, nine and a half thousand fans who went to hard rock stadium, uh, they got their money's worth. They saw a game. That. They saw they did a, see a game. game. They did. Now I'm going to, I'm going to go that far. They did there was see a Gatorade a bath. We saw a Gatorade bath in, pan- in a pandemic world. You know what? We didn't see one. Do you think we're going to see one? D- did we see one? I forget. No, we didn't see a Gatorade bath yeah. because they've, they've been that. You know, we didn't see that. that. Uh, Why did I say we saw that? I was just, you know know. what? I had a dream last night that we saw that. Right. And the other thing is the most valuable player of the league is not going to Disney world because I I don't think they do that anymore either. Or I don't know if they ever did that in college sports, but yeah. um, Yeah. Whatever, you know. All right. Good, good, good run. Good improv. Yeah. Thank you. Back to the current. Pardon it. (laughs) Before we get to the professional snuggler, 
who I know you'll enjoy because it was a great interview. I want to mention very quickly, this is totally self-serving, okay? 100% self-serving. But when I had my first Miami Herald byline of the year 2021, it was the 50th, that's right, 5-0. It was the 50th year in a row that I, little Greg Cody from West Hollywood, Florida, have appeared in the Miami Herald. Now, is that a record? I don't know about that. Edwin Pope probably had more than 50 years on me, but I think other than the great Edwin, my mentor, one of my heroes, I think my accomplishment may be right up there in, in Miami Herald history. So were you um, 15 years old? Like, weren't you 65? Yeah, I was like 15 years old. <laughs> what, what, let's put it this way. When I applied for the Herald job as a, as a part-time clerk, still in high school, I didn't have my license. I took a public bus to apply for that job. That's how young I was. Wow. And I got the job and the rest is history. So I'm pretty proud of that. I don't often brag about myself on this podcast, but 50 years in a row, that's pretty cool. So that is really cool, actually. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, I mean it means of, you're old, but it, mean, it means I'm old, but it also means I'm a survivor. You really it does are. Not, let's make this clear. It does not mean I'm any good, let alone great, but it does mean that. Uh, is there going to What's going to happen when you do retire someday? Like, is there going to be a banquet? Is there going to be like a Greg Cody <laughs> banquet? I have no idea. I mean, obviously, I, you know, this is a couple of years from now, probably. So this right. is like out of pandemic. But like, I feel like there might be a Greg Cody banquet. Well, and I, my, think, and, uh, and I think we're going to have to call it the, the, the Greg Cody gala. Oh, of course. <laughs> Are you kidding me? It's a must. You know, we'll have PFBI uh, legend Dick Cody to introduce me. I mean, it's going to be a whole thing. Wow. No, he won't. He won't do that. But that's a nice premise. Yeah, we'll get Levitard to play in it because, uh, you know, he'll be he'll bankroll it. You know, with believe me, he, he's about to sign a, a big a big monetary deal with somebody so he can afford it. So if Dan's not mad at me at that particular time, maybe he will throw me my farewell party. OK, I'm giving him a couple of years to plan it. Levitard, get on it. OK, hey, let's welcome in Lisa Van Arsdale, professional snuggler. Before we get to her, I want to just give a little context to the audience, because in this interview, you reference something to her like it's common knowledge. And I don't think, you know, unless you're very a big fan of Tay Diggs or have just stumbled upon this random story before, you might not know this. This uh, professional snuggler, this is a very professional business, had an issue with Tay Diggs. I'm not going to go into the details of what happened. <laughs> you can look it up. It's been documented on the Internet Tay Diggs and Lisa Van Arsdale. Like, I'm not gonna, you know, but it just, there's the only reason I'm making this awkward announcement before the interview is because my dad references it and she answers a question about it at some point in the interview. So I wanted to just give that context so that people aren't like, what are they talking about? This was a delightful interview. Like, that's not even a big part of the interview. And there's slight audio issues that just happen to happen right when she's talking about that very thing. So her audio goes in and out. You always understand her, but the audio quality just makes a weird shift a couple times in the interview. Apologies for that. But yeah, this is a delightful interview and we really enjoyed it. Happy to be joined by Lisa Van Arsdale, professional snuggler. Um, now, I have never before spoken to or hired a professional snuggler. And I just want to ask an open-ended question, Lisa. What does your job involve? What does it entail? Well, it is exactly what it sounds like. Some people say, what? Did I mishear you? Professional <laughs> smuggler? There's drugs? What? No. <laughs> it is 
it is literally snuggling, cuddling, like what you do with a teddy bear, what your mom did when she read to you at night, G-rated, lay down and feel better, cuddling. <laughs> gotcha. The typical client for you, I'm, I'm imagining mostly women, mostly men, what age group, like what's a typical client? The market mostly exists for females to snuggle with males. There are a few men in the game, but I don't think they get very much business. The first company I worked for had a few men on the roster at first and they gave up. They dissolved that side of things. Um, I personally only snuggle with men. I know that there are women who are open to snuggling with anybody. Um, But for me, I just feel like I've never snuggled with a woman organically in life, like not for money. So who am I to be charging people for something that I've never done before and that I'm not necessarily comfortable with? And I, the way I see it is if a straight woman is looking to pay another woman to cuddle, odds are she's at a pretty rough place in life. And she deserves to be with someone who is a thousand percent in it to win it and able to give her what she needs. And I'm not that person. People who hire you, are they lonely? And I don't ask that facetiously because. Yes. Okay. The answer is yes. (laughs) Yes. Yes, they are. Um, And lonely can look like different things. Like I currently, because of the pandemic, live at home with my parents and my sister, but I would still say that I'm lonely sometimes because I miss the novelty of getting to know new people or being around people who I would have that sort of interaction with, snuggling or what have you. Um, So you can be married with children at home and still be lonely depending on what's going on in your life and what's missing, you know? You mentioned like the pandemic and everything. Are you... You're not snuggling over Zoom. Like what has the pandemic done to your business and how are you still able to do it, if at all? So it's more or less brought it to a screeching halt because obviously that's not a social distance activity. Um, Like you can't snuggle from six feet away. Through Zoom, you Uh, can't. I'm not sure how things work in Miami, but in my state, when we were open in the summer, we went from red to yellow to green. And when we were in the green and it seemed like I might still have antibodies from when I had the virus, I had a handful of sessions, Mm -hmm. less than 10. And at the time, we didn't know how long antibodies lasted. So it it was really anyone's guess. Um, And fortunately, I didn't come away from it ill a second time. But it was like very clear that people really needed it, Mm -hmm. (laughs) like more than ever. Yeah, well, that's the weird thing about the pandemic is that I would think that on the one hand, it would be great for a professional snuggler. But on the other hand, you know, you, you, you can't really do your job. Um, have you ever yeah. snuggled wearing a mask, snuggling someone else wearing a mask? I mean, is it possible to? I did give it the college try. Uh, <laughs> I think that might've been my first session since the pandemic hit. I had a mask on for about five minutes, but like you're laying on someone and like, it's like smushing your mask and it just, <laughs> There is no way to do it without like, like it can be hard to breathe when snuggling sometimes anyway, if they've like nuzzled your head into their neck or whatever, you know, like it's, it's not a, an oxygen flow activity to begin with, but it's, it's like very clear 
like with many problems in our society, the need for human touch has only been highlighted by what we're going through. Um, and something that I would like to do once I'm vaccinated and things are a little more cool is I would like to um, just host rapid fire, pay what you will sessions, like get a hotel room for a few days and just say, here's where I am, schedule something with me and I will cuddle you for an hour just based on tips because so many people are hurting financially. Yeah. I was going to ask how long a, a cuddling session lasts because, you know, when you hug somebody, it's a couple of seconds and then you, you're done. Yes. Um, how, how long do you, do you snuggle? Well, like certain other lines of business, you pay by the hour. So one hour is typical. Two hours is also fairly commonplace. I used to do overnights, but I'm not a huge fan of them but I'll still do them. Like I'm open to the idea, but usually one or two hours. Now, I, believe me, we don't have any interest in taking this to a place that's you know, <laughs> salacious or immature, sure. but just with the way, you, like when you say a hotel and stuff and you know, mm -hmm. men, and I, I know a lot of men. Oh, it looks like I'm a hooker and, getting Right, no, so no, I just, I'm just curious. <laughs> I'm basically just curious what percentage of your inquiries do you like get a vibe right away and you're just like, nope. Because they have the wrong idea. I know you're professional, but like, it's oh, just yeah. that type not, of thing. Not very many and not as many as you would probably think because the websites that I use, like uh, my favorite website that I use is cuddlecomfort.com. Mm -hmm. And it's a pretty comprehensive website. Like you make a profile, people who want to pay for cuddling make profiles. It is made clear to them when they click on your profile that if they contact you, that it's going to be a financial transaction. And every month you have to click okay that you understand the rules when you log in. And so that's a very regular thing. And then also they have a messaging system that you need to use to communicate until a booking is made. After a booking is made, you can exchange phone numbers or whatever. But until a booking is made, everything that is said is said there in the messaging system which is loosely monitored and which you can use to then report someone to the website if it seems like they've got other ideas. I um, was surprised to hear that a, a typical session might be an hour because in my mind, I was thinking like 15, 20 minutes. When, when, when you snuggle for an hour, you're not, is that constant contact or is it a snuggle and then a little bit of conversation? Like, how, tell me how that hour plays out. Generally speaking, it's like pretty constant contact unless like, it's like, okay, hold on a second. Let me just readjust or whatever, or let right. me kick off this blanket or something. Yeah, it's, it's generally constant contact. Uh, one exception to that would be there have been several times through the years where someone has hired me not just to cuddle, but like to hang out. Like when I lived in New York, every now and then someone would pay for an overnight and then we would go see a comedy show or walk around Times Square. Or so go it's conversation to too. So you're cuddling, yeah. you're snuggling, and you're conversating and you're being there for them, essentially, emotionally. Oh, yeah. People almost, I mean, like, I won't pretend to be a trained therapist or anything like right. that. But you're just talking, people, friendly. Yeah, people almost always want to talk. There are exceptions. but ha Has there ever just been an hour of silence? There has, and it's odd. <laughs> oh, it's got to be so awkward. <laughs> But whatever you want, you know, right. like, <laughs> have you ever been like, just like, you know, I'm going to just try to be friendly. And they're like, shh, be quiet. 
Just silence. Um, I just, or do you read the room? Like if they're not talking I, at all, you'll just be quiet. I read the right. room. I follow their lead. And if okay. I pick up on them, like maybe not being fully comfortable, especially if it's their first time, I'll like drive the conversation a little yeah. more. Okay. Yeah. And as far as like you, you mentioned like the industry and there's not that many men. So it seems like there's a community of you. Does one snuggler have a strength and weakness? Like one's be good at being the big spoon. One's better at being the little spoon. Like what, what are you like? How does that work with like, are you like a, a one, like, do you just cuddle one way or you're basically like, how do you want to do this kind of thing? Cause there's a well, lot of different ways. Like, like sometimes people will be like, can you lay directly on top of me? And I have to say, sorry, I, no, like right. that's, that's boner city. And that's right. not what we're here for. <laughs> right. But yeah, like I usually the little spoon, but mm-hmm. I'm the big spoon more often than you would maybe nice. guess. Right. Yeah. The, like women generally with the man, like, right. But I like, I'm a man and I like to be the little spoon sometimes. I'll admit it. Well, there you go. Yeah. I believe you mentioned a town called boner zone. Um, just once again, <laughs> not going to an immature place, but how often just because of, you know, a cuddling involves being like, like how often is boner zone an issue? Right. And that's why I would never lay directly on top of someone because then right. you're just like setting yourself up for failure. You know, it's not as often as you would think. But at the same time, I also like when I go into a session, I'm not in that mindset right. at all. Odds are I don't find the person attractive to begin with. But I also know that I'm there to provide a service to give comfort and compassion and grace and be friendly, but not for that. And so boners aren't even on my radar. They might be happening and I just don't even notice them because I'm just not in that region. So like the guy never has to just go in the corner, like, excuse me, I need to go to the restroom and just be (laughs) alone for a second and gather my thoughts. No one has ever done that, but there have been like humble, honest men who have said, okay, we need to turn around. Right. That's what I mean. Just kind of like, give me a second. Like this was an accident. Like, okay, now I'm the small spoon. Yeah. Right. Um, Yeah. Um, And there was, there was a man once from Saudi Arabia who he had booked me for an overnight. And then he had said, you know what? This is becoming arousing. These few hours was enough. (laughs) And And that's that's very respectful, honestly. Like yeah, I'm sure it can like, be a lot creepier I, than that's that. Like great integrity. He was honest. He made sure that I knew that it wasn't anything that I did wrong. Boners happen. I'm quoted in some sort of men's magazine as saying that boners happen because I mean, they, they do. do. It's an anatomical reaction. Mm-hmm. Ask any 15 year old with a hot algebra teacher. Right. Mm-hmm. Ask anyone who wakes up in the morning. They happen. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean that you're going to rape someone. It doesn't mean that you want to rape someone, but it also doesn't mean you have to act on it. You know, you um, run into a lot of sad people, I would guess. I don't want to uh, assume anything, but has there been a particularly sad case where you've snuggled with someone and you've left them thinking, wow, I'm, I'm worried about this person because they seem so sad or, or so lonely or. Oh, Absolutely. And when it comes to worry, my, I guess you could say philosophy is it when you see someone who's in despair, whether that's someone begging on the street or someone who has paid me for a session, I can care for them and meet their needs in that moment, but it doesn't benefit them or me to take that worry with me when I leave. 
So I let it be something that I deal with when I'm in their presence. This is great so far. I, I am so interested in this and you're delightful. Uh, please promote whatever you'd like to, oh. to the people of our audience. Absolutely. So you have a, a pretty big listening audience from what I understand. And if I could just like network for a moment, you guys found me through my website, which is lisavanarsdale.wordpress.com. If you Google my name, it should come up. I write quite a bit. I have a blog on there and I recently finished writing a manuscript for a book about my years in New York where I became a snuggler and the journey that got me there and like all sorts of men who I had encounters with snuggling or otherwise. And I need to get it published. Well, I don't need to, but I am aspiring to get it published. Um, And I have no idea how to go about that. So if any of your listeners would be a dear and reach out to me mm. through my website. If they know anything about publishing or have any sort of connections. Let's go. Greg Cody army. Let's go. Great. We got people. Yeah. We got people. Let's go. There Somebody go. help her out. Lisa, the, um, the publisher talking to you about, uh, interest in your book. Uh, you know what he's going to say. He's going to say, Hey, a few years ago, uh, you, you were in the news because of a, a relationship with a very famous actor. And yes. is that, and is that going to be in the book? Because if it ain't, I'll see you later. But if it is, maybe we, we can talk know, business. Right? So I haven't had such a conversation with a publisher yet. Hope to have one someday. And the way I feel about it is I have already spent <laughs> the last five years living in Tay's shadow in many ways, whether that's knowing that I've sort of ridden his coattails in a really ass-backwards, unfortunate, me-too-ish kind of way, or dealing with the fear that people who I work for are going to Google me, or um, experiencing trauma when I see him on a billboard or something. I don't... (laughs) My name is forever saddled with him as it is. Um, in Cyberland, and I, I don't need his name in my book. Okay. Uh, that's how I feel. If that was really a make or break for a publisher, I'd figure it out. But he is mentioned in my book, but under a different name and without gotcha. any sort of telling details. Right. Yeah. That's reasonable from, from your standpoint, for sure. Give us a story of like just a client <laughs> that stands out to you the most. <sighs> And, and I'm not um, talking about body odor. Is that a thing as well? How's what's is body odor an issue? On a rare occasion. So like the website says like, hey, deodorant is a thing. Don't show up if you're like fresh off the Peloton, you know, like <laughs> don't have gross breath, that sort of thing. So how, many ta- make- how many times in your career have you had to say something? Less than 10. Oh, I mean, but, but you have, yeah. but you have. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I have. Not as often. And I, I think a lot of men don't even realize they smell, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, like well, if wait a minute smelling- now. Wait a minute. What is the kind way mm-hmm. that Lisa... Like right now, client- right now, me and you are snuggling, Lisa. Let's paint a picture okay. for the audience. And I don't smell okay. good. I don't smell good. Are you going to like, since we're like, and, and I'm the little spoon, you're the big spoon. So you're going to kind of whisper into my ear, you don't smell great. <laughs> no, I'm going to like frame it positively. <laughs> um, I'm going to say, you know what? Would you mind just throwing on a different shirt? And if you could just put on some deodorant, I think your shirt might smell or maybe it's B.O. I'm not sure. But if if you could do that, that would be great. Or could you pop a mint in real fast just because you're (laughs) breathing on me? Right. 
See, that's a nicer way because I would be the kind of guy who said, hey, have you ever met a toothbrush? <laughs> I'm sure you would say that to them in person in a bed when you're snuggling with Lisa them. Lisa has inspired me to look into professional snuggling. He's a Zoom I think tough I guy. It, but, and you, you can know. bring complimentary toothbrushes with you. There yeah, you go. There you go. Your trademark. I like it. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think of someone that stands out. There is one man. This is a tender story. There was a wealthy older gentleman that I had in New York, very stereotypical old money, lives on Park Avenue, is on the board of everything type proper guy. And we snuggled a few times. He always tipped me very well, which was nice. And then I was no longer able to host sessions and he was married and therefore not able to host sessions. Um, but he still takes me out to lunch or dinner whenever I'm in town or whenever he's wherever I am. So like several times a year. And the first time that we did that, we had lunch somewhere in New York. And he said, there's something I've never told you about myself. You've heard me talk about my son and my grandchildren, but you've never heard me talk about my daughter. And he proceeded to share a story about his daughter who was mentally ill and ran away and eventually was hit by a school bus and died. And so he's just like missing a daughter. And um, he had told me in our very first session, I only met you today, but I feel like I've known you a long time. Mm. And I think that that's why. And I don't have grandparents. So (laughs) it's kind of like I have a snuggle grandfather now and he it's scratching an itch for him as well. Clearly, That's um, that's interesting. And and that's a very sweet byproduct of your business, Lisa, because, you know, you've emphasized that you're not a professional therapist. But at the same time, there's a therapy quality to what you do, because in addition to um, the the physical snuggling, uh, just the ear you lend. And, and the voice you give back to them. Absolutely. is important to people. A, a sincere listener is what most of us need. <laughs> you <Right>. know? <laughs> um, uh, what, what would you change about like your industry? If I could wave a wand and we, you know, as long as I'm waving a wand, I'll give us all universal health care. Um, <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. And, you know, like an under racism and global warming, you know, like as long as I'm waving it really aggressively here. But um, I would love to see a society where, A, there's less of a need for professional snuggling because we've recognized how important not professional snuggling is, which would mean like um, living in a less sex saturated society, a society that... um, objectifies women and hypersexualizes people in general less. Um, but I would love to see us get to a place where snuggling is something that is covered by insurance the same way going to the eye doctor would be that you have a copay and a deductible or what have you. And it's something that you can access very easily. You can look up professionals in your area and they'll have standards for cleanliness and professionalism and it'll be something that you can easily find and it won't have to be a secret it won't be something that you have to keep from your wife it'll be something 
that you can look at it as doing like, oh, we're having trouble in our marriage. I'm going to see a professional snuggler the same way I would see a therapist or that we would see a therapist together. Is, uh, is, your, to see. is your, like, is it a lot of married guys like that don't tell their wives? Is that a big percentage of your business? Unfortunately, yes. And how do you handle that? Like, are you in that saying you should probably tell her or are you just like, you're there to just do your job and you don't get into it de- that? It depends on the scenario because there have been so many different scenarios and different needs that aren't being met. And, and that's not necessarily the fault of the spouse. We've reached a point in our society where marriage is this super idealistic thing. Like the concept of love inside of a marriage is only a hundred or so years old. It used to be something that you did to merge families, to merge resources. And now we've reached a point where you expect your spouse to be not only the person who you build a home with and like merge your finances and raise children together and run a household. They also have to be your best friend. And the person who you, you know, love to travel with and you have to have hobbies that complement each other and encourage each other. And you're supposed to also raise children and do all these other things. And they're supposed to satisfy you in every category of everything. I can't do that for anyone. I'll never find a husband. And I, I could not realistically expect someone to do that for me. And I have met plenty of women who, for whatever reason, and they're always valid reasons, do not feel comfortable being vulnerable enough with their husband to cuddle or to have sex or to have that difficult conversation. And it's never entirely their fault. So it's, it's always a complicated situation. Um, if it seems like the man is just there for the joy of doing something that makes him feel like he's cheating or to lash out because he knows it would hurt his wife, I'm not going to see them again. Um, it, it really depends on the scenario. (laughs) There, there was a man who I had cuddled with. I mentioned him in my book, but I don't know if I mentioned this part of things. We had cuddled for a couple years whenever he was in New York. And then he eventually found a really great person to spend his life with. And so he said, no more cuddling. Sorry. Um, (laughs) but he wanted me to come to some sort of event to assure his girlfriend that the cuddling had ended earlier than what it had. <laughs> How did um, we play this? How did we play this, Lisa? Yeah, I was like, listen, dude, I'm not going to help you lie. Right. Um, I'm not saying you didn't have your reasons for not being upfront with her. Maybe the relationship was new, but like you are together now. You are committed. You're no longer cuddling with me or anyone else. When you travel for work, there's no need to continue any sort of dishonesty. I will come and meet her and answer any questions she might have and be an assuring presence for both of you, but I'm not going to fudge the timeline here. (laughs) (laughs) That makes sense. Yeah. (laughs) Lisa, I um, I wanted to end on a lighter note by asking you a question that I'm honestly curious about, and I'm, I'm sort of half serious when I ask it, is is uh, cuddling always one-on-one or is there ever like a menage a cuddle where it's like oh three God. people? <laughs> Not for me, <laughs> uh, I'm sure that it's out there. 
whether or not the websites allow it or why they would or would not, I don't know. But it's, it's good. not something that I'm interested in. Uh, I was going to say, it could be like a niche for you, you know, menage a cuddle. Okay, let's, we're, all right. So we, see, we've done a good job of keeping this mature the whole time. And now we're kind of, how many people in your life have you snuggled with? I wish I had an answer to that question, but I really don't. Okay. I have no idea. Dozens like, the the best general, general, I can't say hundreds. I'm, I'm sure it's probably a couple hundred. Yeah. I don't know. Dozens is the best answer. Okay. And what's the longest you've ever snuggled somebody? A 10 hour overnight. And that oh. again, wouldn't have been like straight up cuddling the whole time. Like right. there would have been, you yeah. know, hanging out, sleeping. Wow, that's uh, that, that's America. I don't know how you do that. That that sounds like torture to me. Snuggling somebody for ten hours. I it mean, was a lot. I was ready. Wow. To <laughs> Good God. All right. Um, Lisa Van Arsdale, uh, professional snuggler. It's been. Uh, Give your uh, website. Uh, Give your website again, or whatever oh, you just want to throw out yes. there for the people. So I also just real fast. I have a truly terrible YouTube channel. Yes. Where <laughs> I, I won't pretend that it's good. It, it is truly low quality, mediocre content. But the YouTube channel is called Pale Pink Ink. And I sit in my car and I read aloud from the journals that I've been keeping since I was 14. And it's super cringy. Uh, and sometimes wow. I laugh, sometimes I cry. It's truly awful. Pale Pink Ink. Awesome. Because I write with pink pens and they get pale as they fade um, <laughs> and because the palest ink is better than the best memory a client said that to me actually wow, um, nice. so that's my my youtube pale pink ink it's terrible um if you're only going to visit one thing definitely don't make it the youtube go to my <laughs> website which is lisavanarsdale.wordpress.com you can see my blog you can see all of my snuggle interviews a bit of my stand-up as well stand-up yeah um oh wow we're getting to this at the end we're gonna have to bring you back we're gonna have to bring you back <laughs> that interests me i like stand-up no come on greg cody show listeners you guys are our army go out there show her love go to her website check out her blog check Yes, publisher. There, I guarantee you there's a publisher listening to us. There is Absolutely. a publisher listening. Um, thank right. you for joining us. This was this has been a delight. Thank you so much. Yes, thank thanks, thanks a lot, Lisa. For having me. Have a great day, guys. Hugs. Thanks, you too. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Okay, we want to get to Mount Greg Moore, but before that, real quick, thank you again, Lisa Van Arsdale, professional snuggler. And listen, anybody out there who's a publisher who wants a book about snuggling, help her out. I want you to get in touch with Lisa and, and we'll hook you up if you don't know how. So thank you again, professional snuggler. Uh, now, we, uh, before we get to Mount Greg Moore, we, uh, I, I, I was on with Stu Gotts on his podcast, Stupidity, uh, recently. Have you heard and, of it, uh, listener? 
everybody sort of stupidity. It's <laughs> fantastic. The biggest it's, podcast it, in the world. It's great. Yeah, it's great. And uh, we uh, we talked about some fun stuff in, in this first clip. Uh, cell phone. Yeah, I know, right? In, in this first clip, um, I asked Dugats point blank whether he's automatically going to, you know, continue with the Levitar show or whether he might test free agency. Here's Stugatz. I got to ask you one question, and I don't know if you want me to go there, but I, I think fans are wondering about it. Okay, listen, the show enters into what Dan calls free agency. There's an assumption by fans, a hope by fans, I'm sure, that the whole gang stays together, moves on as one. But there's a wild card in that, and I think I'm talking to him. What if free agent Stugatz gets approached separately with an intriguing opportunity? Oh, wow. That is a, uh, that's an interesting, Mikey, hey, why are you, you look very impressed. The Greg Cody has cornered me, man. I mean, what if, <laughs> I'm taking it. What do you mean? <laughs> uh, to answer your question, we are free agents. Uh, I, my belief is we're all going to stick together. Um, I've had so many, it's been overwhelming the amount of people who have reached out to me and my agent uh, separate to Dan, but they have reached out twofold. I'm certain this has happened to Dan as well. They have reached out in regards to us as a whole. And then I'm certain Dan has had his own individuals reach out and see what he wants to do as an individual. And I've had the same thing with my agent. And so listen, I am in such a good place with Dan. I love doing this show so much. I love Mike and Billy and Roy and Chris and Tony. I love those guys so much. We've been doing this for 20 years that it would have to be the absolute, like I would have to be like Sunday night football without Michaels uh, for me not to want to continue what it is we're doing. Now that I'm actually saying that to you, Greg, I could probably pull off doing both of those if that was ever offered to me. Whoa. Uh, But no, I listen, Dan and I have arrived at such a great place in our relationship from a from a respect standpoint and a friendship standpoint. And we've been doing it so long and we love doing it still as much as we've ever loved doing it, uh, that that it would take the exact right offer uh, for me to even consider it. And I can tell you that that has not happened yet. But I have had a lot, a lot of interest. And that's been flattering to me, uh, super flattering to me. Uh, because when you stand next to Dan for as long as I've been next to Dan, you always wonder, is that because he's such a great personality, maybe the best sports journalist we have in the country right now, Dan Lemtar, you always wonder yourself, is there any interest in me or are they only interested in me because I'm standing next to that guy? And <laughs> what I've been pleasantly surprised to see is there was actual interest in me separate from Dan. But I love doing this thing with Dan. Oh, Greg Cody trying to get salacious. Yes. Got the journalism hat on. And also um, in this next clip, uh, Stu Gotts had a very interesting idea that I'd never thought of for a back in my day. Marijuana or cannabis. <laughs> because now there's like all different flavors and edibles and all this. Greg, you should do one on cannabis. I should. Whatever you know what? happened to meeting a guy in a back alley and just getting a dime bag of seeds and stems. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm going to do that. I'm going to do that. That's a great idea. Now you're walking into a boutique store. They got flavored cannabis. Oh, That's a good me. one for you. Yeah. yeah. We were in uh, Colorado last summer and uh, uh, I happened to, I must've taken a wrong turn. I happened to wind up in one of those stores and uh, 
it really is a it really is an amazing thing. I had no idea what I was looking at. All of a sudden, there's like cookies and candies, and I didn't know where I was. I was like in Oz. It was amazing. Yeah, well, lucky for you, you took that wrong turn. I'm telling you, it's crazy. Wow! Never had a chocolate chip cookie like that. I tell you. <laughs> so I have. Oh. I had a friend once who he gave me one of those cookies. He said, "Only eat a quarter of it, okay." And he said, don't be impatient because I know you're very impatient. It might take, you know, 90 minutes, 30 minutes in. Of course, I got impatient because I'm not feeling anything. So I ate another half of the cookie. One hour later, I don't remember anything after. I was curled up in the fetal position in my apartment, my parents' apartment in New York City. My wife had to, had to take me home in a cab. <laughs> she said I was drooling wherever we were, whatever bar we were at. I started the drool. <laughs> That's a good idea. It really is. That's I a good idea. I mean, I've been to Las Vegas, and yeah. that was the only time I've ever been to one of those shops. And those are those things are impressive. Those stores. Right. <laughs> I, yeah, they are. I think that back in my day could get me in trouble. I don't know if I'll do it, but it is a good idea. Um, always loved Stugatz. He's great. His podcast is great, and I uh, really enjoyed being on with him. Now, Mount Gregmore. This is a record-setting Mount Gregmore. I have to say it uh, because it isn't. My voice on this month, Greg Moore, it's Chris's voice. How about that? Oh, that's right. It is my Mount Greg Moore time. This is, feels a little weird because I'm used to being on the other end where I'm just sitting there with withering judgment. But now I'm feeling vulnerable and I'm feeling uh, naked, honestly, which I am. Yes. So that's uh, uh, it's very fitting. Uh, honorable mention. Before, before, by the way, did you set up for the audience at Mount Gregmore here at Mount Gregmore? We do five instead of four. That's the difference between Mount Rushmore and Mount Gregmore. Right. But on top of those five, we also have an honorable mention inexplicably. So it's really a top six, but Greg calls it a top five with an honorable mention. Here we That's are, right. ladies and gentlemen. Oh, I, I didn't even tell you what the topic is yet. Oh, I'm a rookie. A I'm a rookie. I'm telling you. Uh, here it is. My top letters. My top letters of the alphabet. All right, here we go. My honorable mention, X. X, where are you going with it? You know why. <laughs> what do you think of when you think of X? Uh, X-rated. Damn right. Baby. I don't know. Baby. Okay. All right, here we go. Number five, J. I don't okay. Like, I don't like how Jay is often forced to be silent. You know what I mean? I yeah. like Jay, it's 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 an underutilized letter. Jay is just a good letter. Number four, O. See, I feel like this is turning into like a pity thing. I'm like putting these, these letters in my list because I feel bad for these letters. Okay. The O often gets mistaken for a zero. And I don't like, like mm. I feel bad for the O for that. I love how much you hate this. And I, it, this is, do you realize what I'm like, what I'm doing here? This is like yeah, art oh, by me. Oh, I believe am, me. I'll, I'll wait till the end and then I'll, uh, I'll come at you. No, 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 no. I'm just saying I, I, the goal of this was to do something that you would hate. And then like, just so All right, like, you're the, succeeding. So Continue. the shoe could be the, on the other foot. If yeah, you can okay. catch my number three, Z, another letter that I feel bad for. Because it's tough to write in cursive. You know, I don't use cursive anymore. At this point in my life, I don't know if I could use do any letters in cursive. Yeah, you couldn't. But at the peak of my life, at the peak of my life, at the peak of my academic career, when I could write in cursive, 
I never knew how to write the Z in cursive. Wait, you had an academic career? Hey, I deserve that. Number two. A. Wow, now that's a surprise. See, it's the teacher's pet of letters. As much as I wanted to hate the letter A, it's the most popular kid in high school. It was good looking. It was a model, a, ba- a model as a baby. Like the A is just perfect, but it is like, I can't deny as much as I don't want to have the A on this list, you have to have the A because it's just the A, right? I mean, it's the best grade in school. It's the first letter of the alphabet. It's, I feel like it's the most common in terms of all the words it's in. Like I wanted to not have A on this list, but I need, but A is on the list. What do you want? Okay. All right. I love how much you hate this. Number one, my number one letter <laughs> in the alphabet is, I feel like you know, you have to know what it is. I don't. Come on. Based off of me, who I am. C. 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 That's right. Wow. That's it. C is the letter because it's Chris and it's Cody. And I got a lot of them in school. What do you want from me? Oh, you did do that. Yeah, <laughs> and maybe a little little south of C. Uh, D might have been up there as well. But, oh, but um, I didn't have a D average. I mean, don't, don't, don't. Mm-hmm. Okay. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is my Mount Gregmore of letters in the alphabet. Okay. Uh, it was awful. It was just terrible. I love the role reversal here. I feel like we're, <sighs> I feel like we're in a, a marriage and we're getting kinky. And, and we are getting kicked. Now you're my father. This is weird. I'm sorry. I don't know why. Yeah, I said no, that's that. weird. Uh, no, that was truly awful. It was. What really do you mean? Bad. It was good. No, it was, yeah, it was bad. And uh, and let me peek behind the curtain, as Levitard likes to say, like the Wizard of Oz. And we're going to look behind it, and here's what you see. Five minutes before we recorded that, Christopher had no idea what he was going to do. He had completely <laughs> forgotten to do a Mount Gregmore. Okay, so he literally. And, and I know what you're thinking. In that five-minute period that Greg gave him to, to come up with one, he came up with the most interesting, creative, different, made me laugh. I bet you somebody laughed more in that Mount Gregmore than they last laughed during the entire alphabet. You realize the irony of that? We just got done doing the alphabet. Yeah. And I picked my favorite. Le- like, there's so many layers to me doing that. And I thought of it like five minutes before I did it. Yeah, exactly. You pulled it out your ass. And you know it. And it was and, funny. Uh, and it was clever was it? and, and okay. it was meant to be terrible to annoy you. That was okay. honestly a goal. I did want to pick something that, you know, would just annoy you. That was exactly okay. the goal and it worked perfectly. It did work perfectly. Uh, if, if and it's going to be a theme. Annoy me, it you, did, should, yes. did you think after what you did to me with that alphabet and those old people that I'd never heard of, like, do you think I'm going to make this an enjoyable experience for you? <laughs> like, okay. The good news is, Greg Moore fans, uh, Greg Cody, the namesake, the imprimatur, of Mount Gregmore is back next week because we're going to alternate. So next week it's Greg's Mount Gregmore again, and then the following week, maybe he'll prepare for the next one. No, it's I, Christopher doing. I, it, so. I'm going to put a poll at some point on the Greg Cody Show Twitter about what type of Mount Gregmore do you have? Did you enjoyed more, Greg Cody or Chris Cody's? Yeah, okay, I dare you. Because I actually, well, I, let's not get into that. It was fine. You know, for somebody who pulled it out of his ass, you did a fine job. Okay, thank you again to Lisa Van Arsdale, the professional snuggler ain't nobody like her you want to be snuggled people you want to be snuggled get with lisa that's all i can say and um thank you Stu Gotts, for allowing us to excerpt a couple of uh things from his 
stupidity podcast that uh, I was involved in. That just was so great. We, just so we could promote it as if you kind of appeared on our podcast, even though exactly. it's, clear, it's clearly right. a snippet from another podcast. Yes. Although it was sort of a home and home thing. Stu Gatz does promise that he's going to be on our podcast again soon. So we look forward to that. But um, hey, thank you all podcast family. Really appreciate you listening each and every week. You know that. Uh, but I never wanted to uh, go without saying, so I say it every week. Uh, I thank my podcast family every week, and uh, we really appreciate it. Thanks a lot. Bye-bye.